you don't always have to record. That's that's just a little detail. Oh, I mean, you're you're kind of right, but also like totally wrong. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. You look good, man. You've been well. Thank you. You're not allowed to tell people they look good when you look as good as you look now. Like, like we don't get to um, throw that out at you first. We all want to tell you how great you look right now. And then you run around throwing us these that. compliments. Is like, no, no, no. I mean, like, no. You I'm still be. in the, uh, I'm still in the fat mindset. I'm still in 300 pound mindset. I haven't got gotten 300. The, my biggest was about 300. Now I'm like hovering between, I would say like, I don't know. It's bullshit, man. I wake up in the morning and I weigh myself and I'm like 191 and I'm like, hell mm-hmm. yeah. And then I'll weigh myself at night and I'll be like 198. I'm like, what happened today? All I had, I just had some chicken nuggets. It's crazy. But, uh, yeah, you had yeah, seven man, pounds of chicken nuggets. What it sounds like. You know what? We all have our vices, baby. We all have our <laughs> vices. You're not supposed to order chicken nuggets by the pound, Eric. I actually order it by the gallon. Um, is that how you say <laughs> That's gallons of nugs. Yeah, it's really wonderful. That's um, really funny. Also completely disgusting. That's actually Wait. the name of my uh, first album. So, I mean, th- completely disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, funny, but completely disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, that's fine. That could be a totally great album. But before we stray too far from the way things, I'm not going to make this all about that. I'm going to okay. ask the question everybody asks. And how did you do it? What were the changes? The changes of just weight loss and like getting a yeah, little slimmer. Yeah, like what did you do? About? Yeah, what did you do to, to lose it? And over what course of time? Yeah. Because to me, it was overnight. You know what? Here's the thing. It I started. I feel like started losing weight at the beginning of quarantine when I wasn't seeing anyone. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. right around like March ish. So I think that's right when like we didn't see each other. It's not like we were running each other at mics yeah. or at shows or whatever. So then like I finally start to get out a little more, start to do more Zoom stuff. And then everyone's like, holy crap, look at you. And I'm like, I just, I just, just trying my best. Um, I think it's a couple of things. I, uh, I love beer. I love beer so much, but I've cut out beer. I'm not doing beer anymore. Mm-hmm. If I drink, I'll have, you know, maybe like vodka or White Claw, you know, something manly, something really, really masculine. That's what I'm going for. And then I feel like straight up, like, you know how it is. Like you've done road stuff. You've like gone out mm-hmm. and traveled. Like when you're on that lifestyle, I think so many vices just come out. You know what I mean? You're drinking a lot more. You're mm-hmm. eating like garbage. You're not sleeping well. And I think in a weird way, like last couple of years, things are really ramping up. You know, it was a good couple of years. It was going to be, I was supposed to be on the road from like February to about May. It was going to be awesome. It was going to be super cool. And I honestly mm-hmm. feel like just cutting out that element of my life and just like being home and not having Jack in the Box every night and, you know, not having a free bar tab and eating at the club where you can only get chicken nuggets, gallons of nuggets. Mm-hmm. Um, I think just taking that aspect out of my life, it really shed a lot of weight. And then I yeah. kind of had that momentum going and I'm like, all right, well, if I'm already losing a few pounds by doing nothing, let me just like not gain it back because I'm weak. Let me, you know, look at the carbs, not eat super late. Um, no huge changes, you know, every small thing is a, is a step forward. So I kind of look at it that way for sure. Oh no, dude, I completely agree. And I just, I asked because everyone who ever loses weight gets that question from everybody who like wants to just lose a couple or a lot of pounds, you know, like and yeah. everyone wants to trim up a little bit more than they are now. I, oh, of course with COVID and everything. <laughs> exactly. And I did blame some road life on some of that stuff, but I remember I listened to stone cold Steve Austin's podcast. Oh, and hell yeah. 
Oh, uh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there was someone who sent in the question of how he was able to stay so trim during the road times. And he talked about, he's just like, listen, it's a choice. He's like, you don't have to go to McDonald's. And when you're at the Waffle House, you don't have to get a waffle. He goes, sometimes yes. we do have to go to Waffle House, but you can ask them to grill a piece of chicken and put it on a salad. And he said it makes it easy because there's always a couple people in the wrestling group that are that active on that. For him, it was like Billy Gunn. And I imagine just by looking at current day wrestlers, I imagine it's like Cesaro, you know, like. Oh, like, yeah. Cesaro is like, cut. Oh, exactly. Oh, I was in a bar once and he walked in and I was just like, who is <gasps> oh this beast? You know, like and then like he like turned his head and I was like, oh, it's Cesaro. This is what Cesaro looks like in regular person clothes. It's crazy. It's just like tall, lean muscles. But it's just um, I don't mean to make this sound like I'm just so attracted to him, but he is fine. But anyway, he uh, is. He's a handsome he really man. Have, do you, by chance, do you follow his coffee Instagram? <laughs> no, but I will. <laughs> yes, <laughs> here's, the, here's the thing about like looking at calories, looking at what you eat. Mm-hmm. Some people, like when I want to splurge, I'm going to go out and go to like BJ's and get like a bazooki mm-hmm. with ice cream and like a beer. When Cesaro splurges, his splurge day is like, I'm going to put a little bit of heavy cream in my coffee. Like that is his like, yeah, let's no, 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 to them. <laughs> you know, straight up. It's like, that's like my cheat meal that I put like, you know, a little bit of milk that isn't 2%. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And For I sure. think when it comes down to it, a lot of the things we do, like I always look at food as like a celebration. You know what I mean? Like when I have a meal, oh, you guys have a great corned beef hash and eggs. Let me get the corned beef hash and eggs and the toast and give me a side of gravy and I'll have For sure. juice and whatever. Every meal doesn't have to be a big party. You just need sustenance. You just need fuel. So just yeah. eat the fuel. Go to Waffle House and get the chicken. My problem is, is that I use it as the social thing because I am not a drinker. And so if a friend wants to get together, they're like, hey, you want to get drinks? I'm like, "Uh, let's go to a diner instead. And I was using it as that instead of like, no, you know what? We should find a hobby. (laughs) It's not drinking or eating. (laughs) (laughs) It's a great hobby, baby. It's a great hobby. It is, exactly. Or it's like, if I do like, hey, you know what? Come over for wrestling. They're like, great. What should I bring? Pizza? I'll bring a whole pizza for two people. And you're like, yikes. But yes. You know, like it's that whole downfall of everything i but like also the like, inference that every wrestling party isn't more than two people if you have a wrestling party it's always gonna be like <laughs> i have a pay-per-view i have one friend who likes it we can't find more people we need the pizza just for the two of yeah. us because these are all the people i know mm-hmm. well clearly not <laughs> this year for wrestlemania but last year for wrestlemania i set up like 10 chairs and had my tv going and i told my friends it's going to be from three to ten it's seven hours of wrestling do not yeah. try to do all seven hours because like my friends are showing up because they like me. They're not there because they really want to see who's going to get the intercontinental championship, you know, like, so I like, really <laughs> I was like, no pressure, please, please show up from four to five, five to six, show up for an hour, but don't try to show up for two unless you're yeah. super actually into wrestling, you know, like that's, it was the easiest way. And it turned out great. It was like every match, there was like three or four people around and it Hell was yeah. rotating and of course, like every match is people were like, would get up and leave in between everyone and the other was, people would show up. My cousin wanted to make sure to see uh, Becky win the titles. So she stuck around till the end. Oh, hell yeah. Wasn't that, yeah. that was the year when she won the WrestleMania, wasn't there like weird controversy? She pinned, was it Ronda or Charlotte? She pinned Ronda and Ronda had her uh, shoulder, like shoulder up, up or something. Yeah. 
which is weird because it's like, oh, Becky, you deserve so much more because you're talented and beautiful and I love your accent and you have a cute baby. Yeah, oh, the baby's not born yet. Well, it will be cute. It's got good genes. <laughs> I'm, I haven't followed the timeline, not wishing prematurity on it. I just know that's going to be a beautiful, mm-hmm. wonderful child. It will be a beautiful, wonderful child. And, um, and it's going to have the best metabolism on the planet, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. I feel like, what do you feel like Seth Rollins and Becky are going to feed their kid? Like baby food? Or are they only going to give it like kale and like keto snacks? Like, do you think it's going to have a normal life? I mean, uh, knowing Becky as I do, I would say quinoa. It's going to be all quinoa on the... All the time. (laughs) All for that baby. Just all day long. And then uh, I... Seth actually doesn't have a strict diet. So he would do whatever he wants or feels. He already does whatever he wants. He's like a top dog right now. It's like, you do you, Seth. Whatever you do is gold. I love it. Oh, yeah, exactly. Topping. Just topping. Um, dude, I think it's... I actually was really jealous to find out that he has that metabolism that he has. You know, you're just like, yeah. are you kidding me? You could literally have cake and ice cream and beer in the same day and still look like CrossFit Jesus. How dare you? It's... it's, a, it's he's an X-Man. It's like a mutant yeah, talent. Yeah, is. is. what it is. Straight mm-hmm. up. Like... Some people, you know, some superheroes fly. Some superheroes have laser vision. Seth Rollins is a superhero who can just, like, eat as many carbs as he wants. And that is, <laughs> if anything, that is the most powerful you know of what? the powers. When people keep, th- we all have these conversations where they're like, hey, what superpower would you like? And people are like, I want to fly. I want as many carbs as I want. That's what I want. That's Amen. The I want to walk into Korean me. barbecue and just annihilate everything give me three more orders of pork belly that's that's yeah. gonna be my power exactly i want a stack of waffles please i want three waffles <laughs> on top of each other every layer is gonna have a different kind of cream and fruit in it and i'm gonna go to town that's what i want that's- add some cream cheese it's not gonna be good with it but add it anyways because i can take it i can take it <laughs> oh oh I can- <laughs> i'm already congested <laughs> yeah like when you get older like When you're in your early 20s or mid 20s, even like your late 20s, it's this weird world where you can eat whatever you want. You can drink whatever you want. You can do whatever you want. You don't feel it the next day. And now we're at an age where just talking about waffles makes us nauseated. Like we're at that point in our lives where we're not even consuming. We're just talking about it. I'm like, oh, that's that's going to be a I'm going to pee three times tonight. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. You said cream cheese and I burped. I was like, that's too much. That's not uh, for Rollins, baby. That's true. I bet he could just pound the whole thing. Doesn't matter. Wait, so what city are you in? I'm I'm in Los Angeles. I'm currently in LA. Um, I was traveling for a little bit. Um, right, you're kind of like a free roaming vapor. I am. I am a free roaming vapor. I'm not not like the gas. I just vape a lot and wander everywhere. (laughs) I feel like that's mostly. Just give me some good old passion fruit juice, a nice old mod, and let me just mm-hmm. uh, wander the world. That's by the that's way for those work. listening at home. Free roaming vapor is what they called Slimer. They never called him Slimer in the movie. <laughs> uh, Did he? Yeah. Was he given that name, or was he uh, like he was given that name by the cartoon that became popular okay. in between the first two movies, which is why he had to show up in the second movie. But um, he was just they, he was just a free roaming vapor in the in the hotel. I have a problem. Let's tie this back to wrestling. So originally Absolutely. in Lucha Underground, um, his name was Vibara, but there was a guy, his name's Austin Madelson, and he was originally in the Wyatt family. He was in the original mm-hmm. Wyatt family. 
I want to say he broke his tailbone. He got kicked out of NXT or they laid him off, whatever happened. Mm-hmm. He entered in Lucha Underground and he became this character called Vibara, where he wore basically like a dragon mask. Mm-hmm. And they were telling everyone his name's Vibara. Chant Vibara. He's Vibara. But everyone just started calling him Luchasaurus. So the fans gave him the name Luchasaurus. Now in AEW, mm-hmm. Luchasaurus is like their its own thing. It was never yeah. given. He was never named Luchasaurus. It was like the fandom that was like, "No, this is your name. You're you're Slimer now." You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, no, it's exactly what that is. It, he he was Rufus Rufus Dade, Rusev Dade. You know, like he was he Rusev. was Rusev Dade. He was Rusev Afternoon. I would say. Yeah, for sure. I I love Luchasaurus. <laughs> I was at a bar event out here. And Luchasaurus uh-huh. walked in in full garb, which, by the way, he wasn't wrestling. He just left the house like that. Yeah. But that man can't walk into a room <laughs> without every head turning and being like, what is this? We need this. I want that dinosaur to win the championship. I do, too. He's great. So, actually, the brief, brief time I was training to wrestle, it was only probably about, it was less than a year. I would say about nine months. He actually um, guests coached a couple of workshops mm-hmm. and it was funny because like it's weird when you walk into a wrestling workshop you expect everyone to be a mark you expect everyone to be a fan but that's not really the case a lot of times it's people who's like oh i watched wrestling when i was a kid and now i want to get into it and i don't watch the current product and it was funny because half of us mm-hmm. were like oh you were in like nxt and you were in lucha underground that's super super cool and the other half of the people were like whoa you're that dude from the real world because he was on uh. a season of the real world <laughs> And I was like, this is crazy. You got this big, tattooed, scary-looking guy who mm-hmm. probably kick anyone's butt. And half the people in there were like, wow, you're the MTV real-world guy. And I'm sure he was just like, I'm a little tougher than that uh, Sigma. Yeah, exactly. It's like, that really helped <laughs> me get to NXT, which was actually the goal. <laughs> <laughs> the goal was real-world, actually. I'm sure the goal... <laughs> he put There's no way that was anyone's goal. Just for... <laughs> I actually auditioned for the real world once when I was in my early twenties. What's that process like? It was, it was in Tucson. They went to Tucson and they had this just open casting call and a bunch of people told me to do it. And I was like, no, 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 no. And then I was like, yeah, why not? Right. So I did it. Yeah. Cause I was like, what's the worst thing that happens? I end up on TV, get a story. Who cares? And it was weird because everyone showed up their most stereotyped. It seemed like if you were a, Cause I like would see some of these people around like the U of a campus. And it was like, if they were gay, they were extra flamboyantly gay for these people or just, you know, like everyone just upped it. And yeah, I, extra, extra, extra. Yeah. I, I'm sure I just upped the sarcasm because I was like, Ugh. you know, like what? Is, <laughs> why are you today? Gay? I'm going to wear a blue hat. You know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Get crazy. <laughs> yeah. They're like, Oh, I got to take the Cubs logo off. Oh God. No. But like, I remember sitting at the table because they asked us a bunch of questions. Um, They're like asking us personality questions. Yeah. And I remember them being like asking us what our stereotype is. They're like, you know, when you watch the show, there's this one, this one, and this one's the that one. What are you? And like the first girl they got to was like this pretty petite, like blonde girl. And she's like, I'm a virgin and I'm hoping to find love on the show. Right. And I was just like, oh, yikes. Right. But also like. I can't beat that. That's going to get casted. Yeah. <laughs> right? And then this gay guy um, that was in literally a half shirt that only stopped at his nipples and Great. had um, he had, what is it? I'm trying to not use the word sparkles, but like, what do strippers not wear? Not glitter, bedazzled. 
no, glitter he was bedazzled glitter. stuff. He okay, was cool. glittered from head to toe, like as if he was like gold dust manager after Terry Runnels or something. <laughs> and he <laughs> and he called her out on it. He goes, Oh, you're that one? You're gonna be a stereotype. And I was like, listen, glitter face, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I like called him out of the table. I'm like, you can't show up extra gay there's no way you accidentally rolled in glitter on the way here and then make fun of her for her actual life yeah it's not like she got extra virgin today you (laughs) woke up and got extra gay and um that was i thought the peak of the process i could also see where they're like that's gonna be good and bad to have a guy who's gonna call people out like that but i didn't get chosen I, w- I really would appreciate it if you stopped uh, telling people at that time when I wore all that glitter to the audition with you. That really would be wonderful <laughs> if you stopped telling people about yeah. when I called out that girl. I'm, I, I apologize. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I still have that but shirt. you it's are in one. the wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just wear my blue hat next time. God damn it. Wait, so how long did you wrestle for? Uh, just under a year. Um, no big matches, a lot of training. It's one of those things. I think one of the reasons why so many comics are attracted to wrestling is because when we do comedy, like there's a lot, there's a lot at stake. You know, if we mm-hmm. bomb, it sucks. Like if we do well, it's a lot of glory. And I think that feeling kind of translates to wrestling, but wrestling's kind of on a bigger scale. Because if mm-hmm. I have a bad night, my feelings are hurt, maybe tear up a bit, but whatever. Get you know in my car, drive home, and read yeah, a book. Yeah, very I'll few comedy fine. concussions. I tell people that yeah. all the time. In wrestling, oh, you mess up. You you're paralyzed. <laughs> That's yeah. like your bad night. Like you're, I'm a quadriplegic now, and it's like, geez, Louise. Um, and that was we weren't going to bring Draza. I walked away. <laughs> you mean puke? You're talking about puke, not drugs. Yeah, of course, um, puke. Yeah, he's gonna puke. Um, of course. <laughs> that would, uh, what it's a, a very specific, famous bite. moment, by the way. If uh, if you're not a wrestling fan, it's from um, Beyond the Mat, f- which is great. Fun fact to your listeners, Beyond the Mat, currently on Netflix. Hopefully it still will be by the time this gets out. Wonderful watch. It's great. Yeah. I don't get how they caught as much stuff as they did. They got a lot of juicy stuff. But It's uh, actually pretty yeah. amazing for them to get like the back, like uh, the backstage stuff for the Montreal job. And yeah. like also like that's where the Jake the Snake footage is that inspired the movie The Wrestler. The Wrestler. The, movie, the Wrestler. It comes from the side story that happened in Beyond the Mat. Full circle in the wrestler as an extra is Cesaro. Look at that. We made it all the way back. Bing. Woo! I knew that. <laughs> I knew we were gonna. If we just kept mentioning the same genre of human, we were gonna circle around eventually. Oh man, let me get some heavy cream for my coffee really quick. Excuse me. Oh. I um <laughs> I feel like uh wrestling was cool. I really enjoyed it. But um, I really love comedy. And it's one of those things where if you're going to put all your time and energy into something, you know, make it something worth your while. And I, I never wanted to go pro in wrestling. I, it was never, it was never, it was always something that was a fun idea, but it was never something where I wanted to go all in or have the desire to like go through the gross, like horrible crap they have to go through to do mm-hmm. it. Where with comedy, it's like, yeah, like whatever I need to do, I'll hustle, I'll, I'll do what I need to do. But I, I I would rather do that for comedy, no one is confused on where you stand on that. Everyone knows you are all in on comedy and like, yeah. that is it. Like it's, beginning that's, middle that's my end game. Exactly. With yeah, wrestling, sure. It's like, this can be fun, but do I want to risk breaking my Nabella? Is that a bone? I don't know. Let's call it Nabella a bone. Um, but do I want to like get into it? It's actually, it's, it's like, a no. smear. It's not it's a smear. That is correct. Yeah. <laughs> 
Only I have three broken uh, smears in my life. It's uh, never a good time. Oh, gross. You broke a smear? <laughs> I broke a smear. Yeah. Uh, smear horrible, sounds like uh, a great injury. Smear. That sounds like a wrestling injury for sure. A smear? A, a smear sounds like a very, like, a very beautiful chop. Like a slow motion chop. You don't, like, slap them. You just, like, oh, yeah. put your hand on the chest. You smear it. Just right across. Put some jelly on it. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. That sounds like something Andre the Giant would do. Because he's getting not, too slow. I'm pretty sure that was his finisher at the end. I mean, that was uh, <laughs> just, just smearing. Just wipe chest. his hand on people. Mm. Yeah, it's like he's petting a dog aggressively. Yeah, like, that's uh, a COVID finisher for sure. Is just wiping <laughs> your hand on them and like, there you go, you got it. I wonder if Pat Patterson ever used it. Then he could have the Pat smear. Oh, there we go. I was like, why? And then you got there, and I was like, that's. <laughs> <laughs> Pat Patterson is one of the few celebrities I saw in public that I regret not talking to. I could see that. I would, I would definitely, some wrestlers I'd want to be like, okay, I see you. I'm not going to bother you. Hello. Mm -hmm. Respect. Pat Patterson's like one of those, like, yo, I want to just, can I bend your ear for just like two minutes? I'm sure you got a story in you. You were present for almost all of the things I watched growing up. Oh my God. He was with Sergeant Slaughter, which is why it was so easy to find him. Him, Gerald Briscoe and Sergeant Slaughter were all at a baseball game that I attended. Oh, my um, God. Minnesota Twins were uh, playing the Diamondbacks. And okay. I, I walked past the three of them. And, of course, I recognized all three of them. You know, you're just like, oh. And then I was like, no, I should let them be. And then you're also like, I don't know. Like, I think they might actually like to talk shop a little bit. Or maybe they don't. You know, like, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's... I think it's it's kind of like walking into an Uber. You know what I mean? I'm going to say hi, maybe put a little mm-hmm. bit of a feeler out there. If you respond, let's talk for a minute. If you yeah. give a one-word answer, very nice to meet you. I'll, I'll, I'll just, let's run this out. Yeah, all I did was stop, stare for an extra couple seconds, and then went along with my day. And then the rest of the baseball game, all I thought about was how they were sitting somewhere there together talking. <laughs> you wouldn't even <laughs> enjoy the it. game. You're just like, he's yep. he might do a Cobra Clutch on a fan. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think you can learn a lot about a person by their favorite wrestlers. So I think let's do this. I want to hear. I like this. Maybe your top two or three. I can put out my top two or three. And I feel like I know you as a friend, as a human Mm -hmm. being, as a comedian, but I want to see if your, if your wrestlingness may like be like, Oh, okay. You're this kind of guy. You're that kind of guy. Okay. This This is, this is going to be obvious. What kind of guy I am then. Okay. So I have this Shawn Michaels (laughs) autograph right here, right? Hell yeah. Yeah. But then I also got this guy who's one of my all-time favorites. That's Rey Whoa. Mysterio. I got that from Rey Mysterio when I was like 15. So it's pre-tattoos on him. That's crazy. Yeah. And then uh, I want to throw out who is like currently my guy who I love and adore is um, Mickey Mouse. Shinsuke. Shinsuke Nakamura. Oh, you know what? I have an autographed picture of him too right here. I'll throw that out there. Wow, that's cool. Oh my I um, love so wrestling those merch. three. Those three that's are like great. favorites. What's fascinating is I feel like when you're on stage, you're you're very engaging and people like you and you're very funny, but you're like a little more like low-key. You can turn it up if you want to, but like you have like more of like a chill vibe to you. Mm-hmm. You just listed three of like the showiest wrestlers of all time. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say. Like, you're going to see that I just love the show. I love anyone who puts on the makeup, the people who flaunt oh after word. their moves. 
for sure. I, would say, I love the showies. I would say um, we definitely agree on Shawn Michaels. I actually have a Shawn Michaels tattoo. I have him uh, doing a, uh, I almost called it a super kick, but with him, it's a sweet chin music. Let's get it of straight. Course. It's a sweet chin music on my leg, but his foot turns into my foot. So it's like, oh, I'm doing the sweet nice. chin music, but I got it on the wrong side of my leg. So it's a little awkward. Wow. Oh, that hurts. I feel Sorry. a little bit with that photo. I For people who, because uh, only the audio is making this, I have a, a drawing uh, of a comic. It looks like a comic. It was never in a comic book of Shawn Michaels doing the sweet chin music to Ric Flair to retire him. What an emotional moment. I cried. Did you cry? Oh, it's one of my favorite wrestling moments ever, for sure. One of my favorite wrestling moments is in uh, PWG when Tommaso Ciampa and Chuck Taylor are wrestling and they try to put their thumbs up each other's butts. That's right <laughs> up there with me. That's Which... like the Stone Cold turn. That is the Ric Flair, I love you, I'm sorry. And mm-hmm. then butt plugs. Those are, those are the top three wrestling moments in my book. Much like how it's like, I appreciate the show. I know you appreciate a good butthole joke, so of course <laughs> they're they're my favorite. They are. Wait, the so best. who are your three? You have to listen. Okay, Shawn Michaels for sure. Yeah, of um, course. I think. Which, by the way, so for those being, listening, he's like our generation's goat. It's really oh, tough yeah. to name three and not he's name. So Michaels. good. Well, it's one of those things where it's like so. Daniel Bryan. If I had to pick three, I don't know if Daniel Bryan would be on the list, but Daniel Bryan would only be on the list because of Shawn Michaels. You know what I mean? So it's almost like of course. you get some of these like newer guys, and you're like, he was trained great. by Shawn Michaels. He was. These there's a picture of them all squatting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know the one. Um, I don't know if Daniel Bryan would be my top three, but like Shawn Michaels has inspired so many people who I love a lot. So he's kind of like the mm-hmm. catch-all. Like without them, boom. So Shawn Michaels. And then, like, as a kid, I was, like, a bigger kid. I was, like, a fatter kid. And you watch all these wrestlers, and you're, like, wow, they're also in shape. But one guy's not in shape, and he's the best, and his name is Mick Foley. I knew you were going there. for me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's, like, wow, look at Triple H. Look at The Rock. Look, Stone Cold. They're all super toned. I'll never look like that. But Mick Foley, he's wearing sweats to the ring, and he doesn't really have to do moves. He can just do a little punch, punch, and then fall off a cage. That's badass. Yeah, well, so he also awesome. had the most heart. Like, undoubtedly, he brought more heart oh, to the yeah. ring than anyone else of that era. I remember you. I had he released his book, his first autobiography, and I bought it as a kid. Have a nice day. Not a have a nice day. Not a book a child should have. Just putting that out there. I was probably <laughs> eleven years old. But on the back of the book, it was a picture of like early mankind in the brown, like when he was like mm-hmm. a little creepy, and it was just like a list of like all of his injuries, like. Yeah protruding off this image and it was like you gave everything you gave every there's your body mm-hmm. has gone through so much and it's not no offense to the guy it's not like a, a a toned body that's gone through this that's like been able to rehab it no dude we're the same like you probably eat a pizza yeah. every night you know what i mean <laughs> this is crazy do you remember the show wife swap yes there's an episode with mick foley no way. And I want to say he swaps wives with, you know, I'm just not going to remember, but it was somebody it's who fine. had like an uppity wife. And I, re- this was like, I'll never forget this. This should have been in Beyond the Mat. His wife dresses him every day because his body's so beat up. He can't bend over to like tie his shoes or put his pants over his oh ankles my and God. stuff. He, yeah. Once it gets above his knees, he can go ahead and lift it up, which is why he started wearing the sweatpants is because he can't actually pull up pants the way like his body's so beaten and just battered 
Exactly. And so, like, but then it made an interesting wife swap because, you know, then the hoity-toity wife comes in that's not his. And you're like, you have to dress me every morning. And he's just like, excuse me? What? No, you're going to dress yourself. And he's like, no, 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 no. My body's broken. Like, we can't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Poor McFoley. It's weird because I remember, um, what was it? It was an interview with him and JR. Had to have been late 90s. And it's the one where McFoley like went insane and like choked him out. Do you remember that one where he like gives him the mandible claw oh, yeah. and starts yelling yeah. at him and shrieking? And this is, I saw that in age where I still wasn't like completely, I was young enough to where I wasn't on the up and up that wrestling like wasn't exactly what it appeared to be. And I remember being horrified as a kid. I like got freaked out. And then I like started watching SmackDown and then he was the commissioner and he was like, Hey guys, here's a sock. I'm a goofy, funny guy. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Oh, what a range. What a significant range <laughs> on this man. For he sure. Yeah, no, he came in scary. He was yeah, super scary for, for the first two years. Yeah. Oh, wait, oh. wait. So who's your third? Mick Foley's third. a great one. Oh God. Third. Um, can I go with a tag team? Is that yes. is that one? Yeah, yeah, no, but yeah, because you can't choose one member of LOD. You exactly. know, like well, I choose Hawk. But anyways, I feel like <laughs> <laughs> um, if I were to if I were to go for a last one, um, I was a big wrestling fan when I was a kid. Walked away for a minute, and what brought me back into wrestling was going to a show in Reseda, and I was blown away by the Young Bucks. The Young Bucks mm-hmm. were there. And they, they, I was, I was just like, this is so fun. Like the way they wrestle is so fun and there's a fun story with it and it's incredible what they do. And since then I've really like followed their career, you know, probably since like 2015 or so. And now they're doing everything with AEW. They had a really great come up with like the Hardys. Everything they've done has been fascinating. And um, I think when I look at like myself as a wrestling fan now, I'm, I'm definitely more like, like in this quarantine, I haven't really caught up on WWE, but I am like catching up with AEW, seeing what's mm-hmm. going on. And I feel like they've really, they're like my later in life favorite. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which I'm really excited mm-hmm. for. Like I want to, I want to grow with them. I want to see them more. I want to do stuff with them. I have a more embarrassing uh, one that's Go like that. Because I didn't watch the Blue Meanie. Like 10 years. I wish. I love the Blue Meanie. <laughs> um, no, no, no. Like 10, like about four or five years ago, I was out of wrestling. Hadn't watched it in like 10 years. My friend had an extra ticket to see SmackDown. Oh, or Raw. I forget which one. It was a televised one. Something. Though. Yeah. Yeah, something televised. And so I was like, it was Raw for sure. And then I was like, this is going to be great. And the first thing that comes out is Enzo Amore and Big Cass. And I was oh. so blown away by the personality of Enzo Amore that I was like, what is this guy? I need more of him. And went home and just like YouTubed him for hours and thought he was the greatest. Um, the reason that's bad is because it turns out he's a bad man. But he is. He but he's fun, man. Well, if we're going, but with, it got like, me back into wrestling. Enzo Amore is what got yeah. me back into wrestling. If, if we're going with guilty pleasures, though, like uh, you can separate the art from the artist to an extent. Mm-hmm. But for me, like I would say, one of my favorite wrestlers, hardcore favorite wrestlers, up until like about I don't know six months ago when like Speaking Out came out, was Marty Skrull. I would watch every Marty Skrull match I could find. I would YouTube everything. I don't care if it was an indie thing. I don't care if it was a big thing. I would pay for matches. I love yeah. Marty Skrull. Then it turns out he uh, he did some not great things. And it's like, ah, I appreciate you and what you did, but I got a guilty, mm-hmm. guilty, uh, guilty pleasure. I got, go away. Marty I know. Skrull, take some time. I got to put you in the Cosby drawer now. 
You know, I got to exactly. take all of my stuff. <laughs> I had my certified right next to Louis hat. CK. You're just right there. Exactly. I was like, all right, here we go. Retired. <laughs> did you, um, did, re, do you still ahead. follow what he's like doing and what he's like? He's like still active. He's trying to like do music and he's trying to like do I indie mean, stuff. I'm watching it facetiously. I hear that. I see that. I get you. Where it's like, hey, Enzo released a new music video. I'm like, well, I'm going to watch it but I'm not yeah. watching with the intent to enjoy. Yeah. I, I like you know, the cringe. We all like to cringe sometimes. Th- yeah, for sure. But if like somebody was to call me and be like, hey, you want to go meet up with Enzo somewhere? I'd be like, no. I just wouldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want a chance becoming his friend. I don't want to be out with him and watch him like be weird. You know, like, no, no interest. Yeah. What's crazy is I feel like he was trying to pull some some shine over the comedy store. He was like, oh, I'm going to get into comedy and like all this stuff. And it was weird because it's like, I think when something like that happens, there's usually like a buzz around it. People are like, oh, cool. But he was like hot for a day and it was like, oh, we're over you. You don't need to come here anymore. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. Like, Good for you. Because when he was hanging out there, I was like, <laughs> oh, now he's hanging out with the uncertified G's. <laughs> Eric Escobar, the most wrestling heavy episode I've ever done, by far. Even the one where my brother was on promoting his wrestling show, which by the way, Wrestling on the Rocks, look up uh, Marsh Ref, he's constantly doing incredible drawings, you might even see some of his drawings on the WWE Network soon, not that I know or have any inside word, but check it out, Wrestling on the Rocks, great show, also Eric Escobar, huge wrestling fan, talk to me more about wrestling than my brother who has a wrestling show that he came on my show to promote. I also use this show to promote his show. And I'm not even shamed by that. I like it. I like his show. Go on. It's on Twitch. You can chat in, and you can even have a little discussion with him on the show. It can be more than just you just sitting there watching. You can interact. Eric Escobar, meet Chris Marsh. Chris Marsh, meet Eric Escobar. You guys would be fast friends. Without a doubt, you guys would be best friends. Uh, like I said in the last episode when I gave Eric his outro, because in the outros I really do the intros for the next episode, every time Eric Escobar's ever entered the room, there's just a feeling of love that exudes from him, and it is spectacular. And I need to have that be known, that he just has this wonderful energy about him. You felt it, I'm sure, while we were talking, but imagine that energy coming into a room and wanting to give you a hug, like make an icon and be like, you, I love you. We're going to have him back. I already talked to him about it. I don't know when, but he's also Disneyland obsessed like I am and even worked at Disneyland for a while. And I haven't obsessed on Disneyland on this podcast yet. I know I mispronounced the word podcast. I don't care. We'll have him back. We'll talk about Disneyland. It will be awesome. Love having Eric Escobar on. He looks great. You guys should at the very least go to his Instagram and just tell him how fantastic he looks. All right. Funny man. Loves wrestling. Did it for a bit. Eric Escobar. Next week, we have Nikki Bond. Nikki Bond, I don't know where she came from. I mean, I know she comes from Canada, but I don't know when she landed in Los Angeles, but it was just like all of a sudden, Nikki was in the scene. 
you know, it was like one day I didn't know who she was. The next day she knew all my friends and I was like, what is, who is this? And she's hilarious. And then I started following her on Instagram and she's got characters that she does and they're hilarious. And she does these lip sync of her dad where her dad gets a voice message. He leaves her a voice message and she'll dress up as him and put on fake facial hair and do the lip sync as if she's leaving the message. Also hilarious. I've shared Nikki Bond's Instagram with friends. They love her. Uh, Nikki Bond, check her out. She's hilarious. She's next week's guest. It's a good time. It's funny. It's sweet. It's like her. All right, guys. That wraps up this episode. But boom, how do you feel? I'm Aaron M. Marsh, by the way. I don't tell you all enough. I feel like you know, but now you double know. And I got pins, and I got stickers, and send me your addresses, and send me your Venmos, and get these pins and stickers. And yes. 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 I'm starting my own yes chant at the end. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay, you guys have put up with me enough. Um, I did, I did quit my job. I finally have told people I've quit my job. I was just too overwhelmed and watching my coworkers be completely underwhelmed with things to do. I'm like, hey, wait a second. This doesn't seem fair. And I told them all I was drowning in work and none of them stepped up. So I, I walked. I'm sorry. I mentioned it briefly on the Marisa episode. But it uh, did not come to fruition the way I, I had hoped, where they wanted to work. I don't know why I need to tell you personal things, which is why I should get out of here now. Guys, thank you very much for listening, and thank you for putting up with me. Whether I'm right or whether I'm wrong Find a place in this world I'll never belong. I've got to be me. I gotta be me. What else can I be?